Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Matter of the Heart. I am your host, Carol Olivia, and we're always so glad that you take the time out to listen. Do we hope you will appreciate these heartfelt healing stories that I'm sure we can all identify with in our journeys. Um, it's, it's fascinating to me, really fascinating to me, to study the animal kingdom. Something maybe we just overlook sometimes, you know? And they are how they are so aligned with nature, their balance to life. And even more important, uh, their needs, their boundaries, if they have any, and their nurturing. And what can we learn from them as a human race? You know, I'm so, I'm sure there's so much to learn from. How can we learn from the animal kingdom to be much more in balance with ourselves, with life? How can animals teach us to build a better world? And what are some of the human traits that they have maybe that we can learn from? And do they have compassion for one another? There's so, so much to this, again, that we take for granted the animal kingdom, the animal world, which encompasses us on a daily basis. Well, today's guest is Joanne, Joanne Connolly. Joanne grew up in, in Canada and completed several internships in Cornell University, Tufts, Ohio State Universities, and much more. Dr. Connolly has helped over 10,000 families. Amazing. Find peace and closure in regard to their pets' illnesses and passing. She promotes intuitive medicine for the mind, body, and soul, and her life's purpose, her mission in life that she has embraced in her heart is to inspire animals and humans to be in balance. And she teaches to reconnect with the source and awaken our dormant powers and passion and follow, follow our life's mission. Welcome to the show, Dr. Connolly. Thank you so much, Carol. It's an honor being here with you. How can we learn, uh, Dr. Connolly? What are some of the... Uh, lessons or wisdoms that the human race can learn from the, and I'm presuming we're not talking about, we're part of the animal kingdom, we're just separating that, but you know, uh, from the animal world. We have a very complex brain that uh, we have been utilizing more and more, you know, in the modern world, modern society is definitely pushing us to use up all of our brain but unfortunately it's pushed us to the extreme of forgetting about our hearts and animals are all about the heart all about balance and sustainability so if we just observe you know go back to observing them and slowing down uh, looking at children because they're much more in tune they're in their hearts and they're much more on the same level uh, with the animals of just uh, spending time to play every day going outside, reconnecting with nature, earthing, you know, grounding yourself, touching the ground with your skin, you know, it, it's, it's so simple, uh, yet we are completely on a different, you know, fast, fast, fast pace, and no wonder we're all confused in our brains and in our heart. So animal teach us simplicity, going back to what makes sense, common sense, simplicity, 
loving one another, not judging anybody, you know? It doesn't matter who you are, what shape, what body you have. It's respect for one another and respect of boundaries. Like you said, you know, animals coexist and they have their boundaries. They will respect each other. You know, one great thing is that they won't waste their energy. And the human race wastes a lot of energy, overthinking, worrying about the future, thinking what what does the other person think of me? You know, we get all wrapped up in that toxic toxicity. Um, animals are just very simple and they look at each other, they respect each other, they live and let live. If it comes to a point where one is threatened, because obviously they will fight for resources sometimes or for territory, um, it will be direct and honest, you know, and then they will face off, decide, uh, <laughs> compromise somehow, or one will win, the other will go away. Um, but it's, there's a lot of honesty, you know, animals don't lie, they don't waste their time. It's just, let's talk about this in their language and let's move on. You know, I can't help but think a couple of things, uh, uh, Joanne. Um, they don't waste time. I think, what I couldn't help but think, uh, Dr. Connolly, that maybe they don't waste time because they're more into the intuitive aspect. I think intuition doesn't waste time because it comes straight. It's a straight arrow, you know, that comes straight from the heart. There is no wasted time because it's, it's quick. Um, would you agree with that or what's your insight? Yeah, and it's survival too. They're very focused on what's, the, what's their life purpose. You know, they don't get lost in you know, crap that we're buying, material world. And we were, a lot of people are numbing themselves and even children, you know, when we look at addictions, why is there such a crisis of um, all kinds of addictions in this world? And children, again, are included in that. And that makes me really sad. And so that's because we have lost our life purpose. You know, we're so disconnected. We don't know where we're going. And we need to bring that back to school. And I mean, the, the first teachers are the parents of the children. So the younger we can start teaching our children about who are you? You know, who are you? What are you here to do? What are your, what does, what makes your heart sing? You know, what are your passions? And that's the path to follow. So if we get the support as a child to really do what we're here to do and to dream big and to make those dreams come true, we won't need to numb. There won't be any pain of the world. There won't be any burden of I'm lost and I'm just going to use either, you know, drugs, pills, uh, alcohol, food, you know, binging on any kind of <laughs> substances, you know. Um, we, we will remain in that Zen place. So that's a huge thing. That's huge. And you mentioned the word mission. Um, animals, their mission, their mission. And, um, uh, adults sometimes uh, get distracted with their, you know, with their mission. Um, so again, I think it's going back to straight from the heart. Uh, if you go straight from the heart, you you probably are in tuned with your with your mission in life. Yes, yes, and it's not you know the modern world makes you think well you need to go you know this is the path to follow everybody fits in a mold you know they make you fit somewhere and label you and this is who you are and you need to make money and this is how it goes but you know the body tells us very different story because i've realized as a veterinarian how 
animals get sick, uh, but how people get sick too. And the fascination is that often animals will share the same disease as their people. So the body speaks volume in how lost we are, you know, how much stress, how uh, unhappy we are. And animals are little sponges, so they will end up picking all that up from the humans that they're living with. Yeah, no, I've seen that, which I find very interesting. So that they can actually pick up some of the personality profiles of the person that they're actually living with. Yeah, and it's always, you know, coming from lack of balance, lack of fulfillment. Uh, if, again, we listen and we, we live in fear. And I, you know, I understand. I mean, it's hard to dare being. You know, it sounds so simple, but it's hard because people are very judging and they will put you in a category. And if you look a little different and you speak different, um, they will laugh at you. You know, bullying is just so disruptive. Uh, so animals teach us to honor just who we are. And that's why children are so fascinated by animals. Um, I have a lot of patients who go to schools to help children learn to read and just learn to be because children are not afraid of reading to animals because animals don't judge them. They're afraid of reading to people. So um, animals bring us back to, hey, just be whoever you want to be, and I'm going to embrace all of your colors, you know? So that's beautiful. So trying to um, put the pieces together, the human race, Dr. Connolly, um, what are some of the uh, qualities, the human qualities, that we can embrace uh, to be much more in balance? So, you know, um, well, animals remind us to move, you know, to get off our chair, go outside, move the body. And moving the body is so, it's crucial for digestion. Uh, when you look at animals, horses always move, you know, you take the dogs out, they start going for their walk, they'll need to poop, you know, it's just uh, the nature speaks uh, the loudest. So uh, we need to go back to moving our body and um, dancing, you know, dancing is so much fun. Everybody heals from listening to music, even animals, they really thrive on that. Um, so we all need to feed our souls and have a little bit more fun. Um, animals teach us zero waste also, you know, um, no matter how we look at it, like why would you want to trash your home? Um, so we're here on this planet and even, uh, you know, even if we don't talk about climate change or any, any big issues, you know, why would you trash your home? Animals are sustainable. They only take what they need and they don't litter because if you litter, uh, it attracts predators. So they're very careful into taking what they need today, not killing all the, all the food, you know, or uprooting the plants because they need it for tomorrow. So human race has gone to the extremes for money, for greed, uh, it's never enough. You know, we're never content. If we can just accept, you know, be grateful, being grateful for what we have and, and stop, stop living in fear of we're going to lack something. Um, uh, I just thought of something that's interesting. So they don't get, <laughs> they don't get stuffed. In other words, they know when to stop what they're eating because a, a human, yeah. uh, they wouldn't, in other words, animals wouldn't fit in for Thanksgiving. Right. You know, they can't run away from, predator, from predators if they're fat. 
Right. So they, they listen to their stomach. Yes, they're lean. <laughs> yes, right. it's survival. It's survival. So that, that's very interesting. So they don't have ob obesity issues? Do they have any? Not in the wild. Not in the wild. You know, the lazy ones who overeat, they're stuck there. They get eaten. Um, domesticated animals, you know, we've messed them up. <laughs> they're looking like us, you know? Right. Oh, very interesting. So the wild. Um, well, with your philosophy of that, should most or more animals be in the wild as opposed to in the homes with people? Yes. To me, the ideal world would be that we are all doing our little thing. You know, we all follow our path and we live next to each other, but we don't uh, become piled up so much, you know, because that's not quite the way nature intended. Um, humans, yeah, humans should be with humans. We should um, take care of our children, teach them good, good values, good lessons. <coughs> the overpopulation problem um, can be fixed if we look at animals, how they do it. You just look at earthworms. Earthworms are amazing creatures. They will stop breeding when there when there's pressure of space you know when space or resources are uh, getting tight they stop breathing on their own uh, again the human race is completely gone crazy you know we have lost that ability to just say well when when should we stop and a lot of i mean a lot of people end up there's a lot of issues here you know we're animals so uh sex is definitely a need that humans have um, so we need to, we need to educate, we need to talk about stuff, you know, we need to talk about stuff because we don't need to bring more children into this world. And, uh, some people are meant to, you know, that can be part of their life purpose, but a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of accidents, a lot of pregnancy accidents, but if we just discuss who are you and discussing sex that, yeah, we're animals, so we're going to discover our bodies, but we need to take precautions, you know, birth control. Um, and educating children, you know, in schools, so we can really do a better job. We can give children a better start right off, you know, right when they're young, understanding all the challenges that they're going to face. We're, I mean, we're all in the same boat, and we're all going to face those challenges. So the more we can prepare them for what's coming, so they can really, um, it's fair to them so they can focus on themselves instead of having children when they're too young. And so they become better parents once they've reached that age of, okay, you know, now we have our little family. Um, I'm strong enough. I have a lot of maturity and animals like, so squirrels, that's what they do. Squirrels can stop reproduction when they fear for their own life, when uh, they're not safe and strong enough, uh, they will stop breeding so they can, stabilize their situation and because having children or having baby squirrels is very taxing and it's life-threatening because now the mom has to worry about herself and her babies and now she has to feed herself and her babies so when you're we're looking at humans it's the same thing you know um a healthy society does not have orphanages you know we're all able to take care of our children because whoever has the children has reached a level of maturity and of sustainability to take good care of right. the next generation. Right. Uh, I, I want to focus on animals. Um, 
Do you have any other, in, I think what that was interesting, you said the, the, uh, the earthworm. Uh, what other interesting stories about animals that we really don't know about? Well, you know, they, they, teach, they teach us uh, to be uh, Zen every day. And so retirement to me is an interesting concept that humans have come up with. Because when you look at most people, they will go through the rat race their whole life, you know, uh, collect money, collect money and not live. And then hopefully they make it to retirement um, and then enjoy life. But a lot of them don't get to retirement because, again, they've been so stressed out, sleep deprived, um, that disease catches up with them and then they die before they can even enjoy money. So animals tell us to just live today and really full, be fulfilled today so you can live each day like you're going to die because you, you never know, you know. Um, and then the people that I've seen retiring, a lot of them um, are really sad. They're really unfulfilled. You know, they are no longer contributing to society and that's a big problem. So um, we have to find ways to bring them back into society uh, so they can part con contribute and they have so much to teach us, you know, because they are the elders and uh, we should definitely give them a job because they love to feel useful. Right. Okay. Um, now, why is, is the cheetah the fastest moving animal? Uh, yes. And I'm, I'm curious why. Is it, it, it's a genetic thing? Is it for survival? Um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, there's different kinds of animals. Um, some are, some of them are at the extremes, you know, like the cheetah, um, they, I mean, they're predators, so they need to be super fast to kill their prey. And then they're so exhausted by this small, you know, a few seconds used up so much energy that then they're going to go lay down. And I see it's a trait in some people. And then you have the opposite of like the turtle, you know, right. slow paced, slowly but surely. Right. And they eat little, you know, they, they graze. Um, like my pig too, I have a pig in my yard. That's what he does, you know. Uh, he just grazes all day long and then he'll take his nap. But uh, so predators versus prey, uh, that's really interesting concept because I see it in, in people Right. And it goes with the personality. So I feel like, you know, we're in, it's intertwined with our past lives to who, who we've been. And it's showing up in who we are today. So some people, it's okay for them to go all out to an extreme, but they have to come back to the other extreme and then regroup, you know? Right, right. No, fascinating. Um, and you mentioned the, uh, the turtle. Uh, <laughs> step by step does the turtle get to the, to the end to to the emission do they yeah yeah okay. well, that's a great <laughs> lesson for humans if you know what i'm saying in other words if yeah. a turtle is very you know goes step by step to get to its whatever the goal is uh i always go back to the plant you know the plant has its own steps of of blossoming and you mm -hmm. can't push it and if you uh -huh. push it, it won't blossom you know yeah water too much water it wills you know yeah. too much sunlight it wills so i think maybe the turtle can also give us a big lesson i'm trying to pick on the some of the lesson so the turtle is one the ant colony uh, uh joanne um uh the building right building yeah, what, the what ants, we the ants teach yeah. us 
teamwork. Teamwork. I love it. Teamwork. They were amazing. And um, I, I watch a lot of ants uh, because, yeah, they're fascinating. You know, they, they're smart. They'll go get food. You know, they bring it back to the nest. Right. They will make reserve. And uh, they are the strongest animals. Yeah, they will carry... They, they will carry like a hundred times their weight or something ridiculous, you know? So, um, and they, yeah, they work together and um, they will attack together too, you know, which we all need boundaries in life. And that's really important uh, because otherwise we die, you know, you can be the nicest person, but you also need to have your limits because otherwise people will suck energy out of you. You know, they'll just... So animals, uh, ants teach us to, yeah, watch out because if you get too close to my territory, then we will bite you and it's, it's going to burn. <laughs> Fascinating. So we, we, we delved into the uh, ant colony. Um, trying to think of another one that uh, we talked about the cheetah. Some, um, well, the lion um, needs to always roar. Well, it's, you know, they communicate and they're also uh, warning their leadership. Yeah. And their predator, their um, other, their may other, uh, other lions, I guess, you know, that this is my, this is my family. This is my territory. And um, yeah, I'm ruling this. And so that's, it's, it, lions have a very complex family, you know, tribe, uh, group. Uh, it's really fascinating because everybody has a job. And so, you know what, that's the other great thing about animals. <laughs> if you're, if you're lazy or expecting everybody else to do the work for you, you won't survive. You know, you will get kicked out of the, of the tribe um, or the, you know, the herd amongst animals. So everybody has to chip in. And that's a great lesson for us because it keeps us on our toes as humans. Uh, we're all, you know, the temptations are great to just sit at home, watch TV, and really numb, numb ourselves, like we're not existing. Uh, it's not good for us, obviously, on many levels. We're here to grow, and it's painful to grow, but animals are the most resilient beings there. It's amazing. They're so amazing. They're always, the will to survive is there for them, and they inspire me. I mean, I've seen animals going through a lot of abuse from people and uh, they still believe they have the hope in humankind to give them a good life and they want to believe in the greater good of this world. So, um, so uh, if they are abused, just like, you know, um, if they are abused, what is some, are some of their ingredients to surmount that and to, to, uh, to survive in a healthy way? You know, they, I don't know, they, they do have an amazing will to live and they will keep going. They will keep going. I mean, you know, I've seen, I've seen some that had lost hopes, but it doesn't take much. You know, you just give them a little love and they will bounce right back. And, you know, uh, Dr. Bernie who uh, you interviewed many times, said it himself, you just need to tell another human, I love you. And you bring them back to life right. also. Right, right. That's so it's, Bernie it's, that's, it's simple, you know? So when I see the people that society has given up on, you know, prisoners, homeless people, right. 
uh, this is not a perfect journey. We will make mistakes, we, uh, but we can bounce back. And animals teach us compassion towards one another and really to believe in the good of each person and giving them a chance. And we do that with animals. We rehabilitate them. You know, we look for the good in them. And I mean, 99% of animals and people can be rehabilitated. They just need love. They need love. Uh, they have lacked guidance from parents. Uh, they have followed, you know, unfortunately, bad influenceable people that took them a wrong path. Uh, so, but we're, there is growth. And to me, as long as we're growing, there is hope and we should really help one another uh, really come back to society in a healthy way. Uh, one word that you mentioned, uh, which resonated to me was rehabilitate, rehabilitate or rehabilitation. Uh, and I can't help but think of the, uh, the movie a long time ago with Susan Sarandon, uh, Dead Man Walking, where she was a nun and um, speaking to a prisoner um, who unfortunately did create a, a felony and he didn't really want to associate with her in the beginning. But um, as she kept on seeing him over and over again, he actually came out with his own words to her that he loves her, you know, because she was giving him loving words. So I'm giving that as an example uh, to to listeners and of course to uh, to Dr. Connolly. I don't know if you you saw that film, but it was a very a touching film. Is that that you can see because you mentioned the word love, that a loving energy can help to rehabilitate somebody that it's creating has actually created a major major felony. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Lack lack of love, you know, makes you feel very lonely and. It's very, it's a shame because we are living on the most uh, overpopulated time on our planet, yet people are never been so lonely. Um, so that's a shame. You know, we all need human contact and we all need to understand one another because it doesn't take much to tip the scale one way or another. And um, it really comes down to upbringing, you know, children needing a fair chance from the start but it's a vicious cycle so if the parents have lacked love well they're not able to give love and then it just you know perpetuates but in this world there is quite a few countries who have amazing prison systems where they treat inmates as humans and they believe in them and they teach them tools to come back in society they teach them to garden they teach them to play music um they really Right. Believe in them, you know, treat them like fairly with respect. Right. They, they, they tap into their sensitivity, which probably was never tapped into before. Yeah. You know, uh, so uh, with animals is an automatic loving energy with each other. So they didn't learn it. They didn't learn it from reading uh, the prophet by the heel Gibran. I mean, uh, is it, um, is it an automatic energy? Is it ingrained? I mean, Genetic. They say, you know, dogs is man's best friend. And truly, that's been the one great thing about domestication is, uh, you know, our cats and dogs really love our company. And uh, they're teaching us a great deal about how to live, you know, and they're filling in the holes too. 
for when humans are not able to give to one another that love or that forgiveness or right. that unconditional uh, you know relationship it's you know it's not easy um, and we need to tell children it's not going to be easy you know whatever relationship you're in um, it's no fairy tale and it's sad that we make little girls read those fairy tales you know because it, this is not a, you know we need to teach them that it takes some work but together we can really come through and so animals remind us of that and say hey I'm not perfect you're not perfect but we can really help each other out so um but you know some animals have been abused to a point where they will never trust and they cannot live in society so there are some exceptions when they are really aggressive and just like people you know not everybody can be rehabilitated um, but then there is uh, some options for those also and when we have to euthanize an aggressive animal it's with love you know um, we do this in a loving way because we can tell that the the animals are emotionally wounded to a point where there is no happiness in life and the same thing for people you know um some people are just so distraught they're in a prison mentally so there's ways we can help them you know and i can't help but think right now birds that sing all the time you know and um and that flock you know a fly in the sky you know as a flock of birds you mentioned communal before the ants right the communal aspect uh, and i can't help but think maybe there are lessons from one animal to the next to the next to the next you know that maybe the ant we say is communal but that the birds are communal you know that they all that a lot of them uh, integrate certain qualities of uh, i don't know if it's survival of maybe but i'm even going to use the word qualities of humanity so that we can, you know, we can all, we can all learn from and certainly. They coexist really well. They just live and leave others alone right. um, because it's a waste of energy to just go budge into somebody else's business, you know, as long as we all agree to share the territory and um, that's the way we should all live, you know? Right. No, that's beautiful. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. We have learned a lot from, from Dr. Joanne. Connolly, how do you pronounce your 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 Lefry? Um, Lefive. That's my maiden name. I didn't say it because I didn't want to <laughs> pronounce it, uh, Joanne. But thank you so much. You've been listening to the Matter of the Heart. Um, we'd love to hear from you, listeners. You can certainly always comment on the show with your favorite podcast company. Share it. We'd love you to share it if you want to. Um, and uh, can't help but think the uh, the balance of the animal kingdom and its its nature, its love for one another, its compassion for one another, and um, and the wisdom the wisdom that we can all learn from from animals um, that were created by the same source that certainly we were. Thank you, Joanne Cowell. Thank you so much. You've been listening to The Matter of the Heart with me, your host, Carol Olivia. And thank you, listeners, for being there. Thank you. <laughs>